friends, welcome back to the Burnout Brighter podcast. I will be your host for today's events. My name's Destiny, and I am joined by my two wonderful co-hosts, Matt. What up, what up? And Darren. Hello. And we also have the amazing, most wonderful game developer of Validate, Danny. Hi. Danny, it's so good to have you on. Um, I remember when me and Matt were watching the show, basically, and we were just like, yo, we have to have her on. I was so excited to see like another black female up there just doing her thing. And you have really been doing your thing. Like your game looks absolutely amazing. I cannot wait to play it. I'm all about dating games. One I was young, long, long time ago, I tried writing my own, but that's not important. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Um, It's a pleasure to be on. I work a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I can no, I can tell. I can tell you're putting in the work for it and we're all excited to jump into it. Like really, Matt and Darren are gonna play it too. I'm oh, gonna make will. them play it. I was I was playing the demo like an hour ago. <laughs> How'd you like it? I loved it. It was so fun. I played as hold on, I wrote down the names because I'm horrible with names sometimes. I was <laughs> Ashley uh, and I was hanging out with uh Yolandi. And I had a fan like their conversation is awesome. I love the writing. Uh it's very honest and especially like with Ashley, a lot of her inner turmoil and stuff is kind of like, man, I've had a lot of these same thoughts and stuff. It's, it was awesome. I really, I really had a good time with it. Awesome. That's great. Honestly, that's kind of just a whole goal that we just want people to like feel like they're in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm glad that it it hit you. It did. It definitely did. No, the writing was great on it. Like the characters are very relatable especially when it comes to dating and just living in today's society and going through the shit that we're going through. But Mm -hmm. Danny, I'd really love you to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself a little bit. We'll get into the game, but just so people know a little bit about Danny, what makes Danny tick? Okay. Um, what about (laughs) me? Um, I recently had to write a little auto, well, I guess biography about myself for PAX. And I was just like, damn, who am I? Um, <laughs> that's just my constant thing. I hate when people Easy like, question, right? Yeah, no. I'm just like, um, what do I tell them that's just not insane? I feel like when I talk to people sometimes, they're just like, is she okay? Like, <laughs> Please be insane. If you've seen yeah. any of our like podcasts, like we, we embrace insanity. Far from normal. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, I'm a kick-ass um, non-binary uh black woman game dev um i'm also a writer i've been writing for 10 years i've been writing since i was a little 12 year old kid on the internet writing fan fictions about my favorite youtubers Um, (laughs) and now i'm writing for games so look how far we've gone started from the bottom now we're here or whatever drake said yeah Um, (laughs) so now i'm just doing that i'm a recent college grad um i have a degree congratulations thank you um I don't, I wish I, I have a degree in communications, which I always say I have a degree in nothing because it's nothing to me. <laughs> um, it's like getting an art history degree. Like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. But I mean, um, like the fact that you went through it and you got it, that's still great. Cause I'm not doing yeah. shit with any of my two degrees. So kudos. Oh, God, no, I feel like it's just like life is just about getting a degree and not using it. Yeah. Because I'm not yeah. using it. That's literally what it's turned into. I think it's you because like. Paper. You put it on the wall. Yeah. And that's it. 
Yeah. But I think it's just because the generation before us, like, were taught that, like, the best way to succeed in life was to get a degree. And things have changed so much since then that we're yeah. still, like, harping on old school knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you have 17-year-olds on TikTok making millions of dollars right? from dancing. And I'm just like, wow. And you could have never saw that dancing. coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes, I damn it! I shouldn't be. I shouldn't be doing. I shouldn't be doing video games. I should be dancing on TikTok. No, for real, they make so much money. They make I, a lot no. of money. Damn. I have and a couple friends like that I went to taking other people's dances. It's not even like they're like making Literally. their own dances half the time. They're just like taking other people's dances and redoing it. And I'm just like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, no. and, and, and speaking of TikTok, I hope this is not a weird question to ask, but I'm so curious because. I was reading an interview with you uh, from uh, GamingMag.com, and they called you <laughs> an emo TikTok legend. And I want to know because <laughs> yeah. Matt and I had our fair share of emo uh, phases growing up. Uh, and uh, I what never, is it about? I never grew out of it. What are you talking about? Yeah, Matt never grew out of it. What is it about emo culture that's so attractive? Um. So when you're 13. I guess I was 13 at a time. You get into Pierce the Veil and then you just never let it go. Yes! <laughs> Thank never, you! Never ever. <laughs> Thank um, you! It's just always a part of your life. It's it's the band that you got into when you were emo as a teenager and the one that you cannot let go of as an adult with mental issues. Um, it's kind of just like you understand the songs more as you get older. And now it just makes sense why he was singing about... Um, hold on. I have to pull up a Pierce the Veil lyric. So <laughs> which do it? Right. Which which was the one? Which was I always forget the name. It's the one with the lead singer from A Day to Remember. Oh, that's Carapanelia. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, I never remember that name, but yeah. And Misadventures as a whole, that album just fucking rips. That oh, such God. a good the Veil. album. Thank you, oh, Danny. We're already good friends. I'm on with this. <laughs> but, <laughs> we're good. So basically, the why they they called me that is because I used to be. I guess I still am, but like I used to when I. In 2019, I got famous on TikTok, and I guess I just went viral a couple of times for being black and emo, um, because there's not a lot of black alternative people um, in mainstream media. And like in 2019, it was a big year for us because we were just like kind of like embracing, like getting into like mainstream culture, and people were acknowledging us in our in our talent, our fashion, uh, what we've done to the punk scene, etc. Um, right. And I was one of them. And so I had a really viral Twitter post. One of my mutuals posted me and it went like, it had like 80,000 likes or whatever. Um, and a lot of people IRL were messaging me and be like, oh my God, I saw you on Twitter. And I'm just like, yeah. And then people started calling me emo. And I was like, all right, I guess I'll just, <laughs> <laughs> I Run guess I'll that. just be me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Love I it. can totally tell the age gap here. Like I'm listening to you guys and I'm like, I feel like, I went through that phase before it was cool and then it became like really cool. Like I'm, I'm serious. Cause like, like growing up and being into like, like the bands that I was into or like, they're not even, I mean, to me, they're still important, but they're not the music that you guys listen to. And like being black and emo was not a thing. You were black and weird. Like, yeah. When, like I, when I was, when I was young, um, my my African mother was just like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah, <laughs> my dad was the same way. He's like, what the fuck are you listening to? Yeah. And I'd be like, dad, it's my She's chemical like, romance. That, yeah, turn that oh. devil music off. And I'm just like, no. Oh, my dad never called it devil music. He was just like garbage. My Christian <laughs> was not fucking with it. Um, so 
but I kind of the thing about um, having black parents is that they will eventually get over it um, yes. which is what I kind of forced my mom to get over I was just like this is just who I am because they transitioned into high school and now my adulthood and now I'm seeing like concerts and like full black yeah <laughs> and my mom's just like where are you going and I'm just like what a concert she's like like that and I'm like I'm an adult I can do what I want now like you can't tell me no um, that's nice I mean, but, that's good yeah. that they're accepting, though, because it's hard when they're not. Right? Yeah. Um, I and think I, that, like, for anyone, and this is, like, something that I wanted to about and validate, like, I think it's really important to have stories about disobeying your parents. Um, yeah. Because I definitely went through that. Sometimes your parents just need to hear a no for them to understand. And, like, yeah. especially as people of color, especially black people, like, Black yeah. people saying no to our parents is kind of like the end of the world to them. Yeah, it's, ta- um, it's kind of taboo. Like, you might not live after. Yeah, like, they might kill you <laughs> right then and there. Um, <laughs> but I think that um, my upbringing has really taught me everything I need to know and that no one can tell me no. Um, and anything I want, I will get it. So That's good. That's I, I'm really living my good. life like a white man. <laughs> Oh my God. My, okay. So my roommate, she's not black. She's like Filipino and white, but like whenever I have imposter syndrome, she's like, girl, just go in there with that white guy energy. Like just go in there (laughs) with it. And I'm just like, I don't know how to be a white man. I can't do it. But um, one of the other things that we wanted to get onto is like, we always kind of like ask each other what we've been up to. So I know you just moved, right? Yes, I moved um, into a a home that is not mine. I don't I don't have money. Um, I like to preface that by saying I do not have money. <laughs> I don't have enough money to buy a house. I wish I did, but I don't. Um, I just my family and I just moved into a house. So congratulations! That was, that was Thank you. It's our first house. I've never lived in the house before. Oh well, wow. then that's really awesome. That's incredible. Yeah, it's crazy. Apartment <laughs> living for a lot of people because houses mm-hmm. are like substantially expensive. Oh, so. yeah. Yep. All right. So yep. now I'm going to ask everybody else what they've been up to. And I'll start with Darren. Darren, what, what have you been up to? Oh, my God. Just because I... you didn't move and you seemed like very intent. So I was like, <laughs> I, I think my natural state of being is statue. So. Just, just, Statuous. just not moving, immovable. Um, no, I've been currently obsessed, as uh, Matt tweeted out, uh, with Psychonauts Two, which I, I'm playing for review. I, unfortunately, life has gotten in the way, and I have not been able to finish it before embargo or before this uh, podcast goes up, probably, which is the day that it releases. Um, but oh my god, I cannot think of doing anything other than playing that game like i want this game injected into my veins at all hours of the day (laughs) psychonauts one was one of my favorite games of all time and this game i'm only like two and a half levels deep and it already feels like it's going to surpass the original like by quite a lot um absolutely like amazing characters hilarious writing um beautiful art style that's somehow both like amazingly gorgeous and ugly in the best way possible like all these characters have this like jank to them that makes them very endearing 
yeah like kind of like rugratsy very like tim burton-esque i'd say um and uh it's just got like this so much heart and i don't know what else to say about it i'm i'm gonna have a hard time uh cutting my review down uh to, to below an hour <laughs> long uh just because i have so many feelings i've been waiting for this game for like 15 years it's been worth the this wait this is like I the most so much. positive you've ever been about a game right <laughs> right it's a, it's I, weird it's off-putting i wasn't expecting it he wants it injected into his veins like okay <laughs> <laughs> That's why partially when I was like, let me try and get this review code for him. Part of me was like, God, I hope I don't destroy someone's childhood when I'm doing this. Because <laughs> if he doesn't like it, this is going to be bad. I know. I, I heard it ha- was good as well. It's, you've got yeah. Did you ever play the original, Danny? I have not. I actually didn't know the game existed until like two months ago. A lot of people did not. Same. You're not the only one. <laughs> it's one of those Same. games that like everyone, I feel, I feel like everyone should play, but like no one's heard of it. Um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, no, it's, it's just chef's kiss, like beautiful. It's great. A little salt <laughs> on it. <laughs> All right. So Matt, what have you been up to? Um, well, I started Psychonauts today. The first one on, on Xbox game pass. So I started streaming through my phone. I only played like maybe 15 minutes because I was just kind of like, let me see what this is all about. Yeah. Um, already seems interesting. I'll have much more to say about that next week uh ripped through 12 minutes i really really liked it for the most part i think that it made me feel very smart even though the story (laughs) yeah i'm danny i'm not one for puzzle games like really 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 not um so when a game makes me feel like i figured it out i was like okay we already have a point um the ending there's a lot of controversy on twitter right now about it while i don't think it was executed the best way possible i do kind of see what it was going for and i i still like the game a lot um and our reviews up on youtube so you, i'm not going to go on too long about it but that game was super cool did you find and out if there was other Destiny endings I, or is it just the one ending there are there are other endings are you talking about 12 minutes i am talking about 12 minutes oh, oh yeah there are multiple i heard endings. about that too i yeah. heard the tea that ending was is terrible Right, Danny, it's- you didn't hear all of that, did you? Because I was like, what game is he talking about? <laughs> yeah, 12 minutes. Okay, yeah. 12 minutes. All right. Yeah, I without like trying to spoil anything, like it makes me think of an older movie that I really like, which is kind of like why it's kind of like, all right, I can kind of see what they're going for, even though they don't really land it properly. Um, the ride to get there is, is still, I think, worth it. Um, okay. And then Garden Story, which Destiny and I are working on a review for, which will have up very soon. That's another adorable little game. Um, it's got a lot of really cool ideas and it has uh, adorable writing and a really like a lot of cool stuff. Just that there are some dungeons. There are some, I have some issues with the dungeons and stuff, but we'll go into that on the review. But just, you know, get ready for that coming soon as well. What about you, Destiny? What about me? Okay, so like Matt said, we've been playing Garden Story. Um, I've also been binging a lot because I just haven't been feeling well. So I've been in bed binging a lot of um, animes. So I finally mm-hmm. um, binged Castlevania while I was doing my hair. Ooh. And what it just made me want to go back and play the game. It made me want to go back back and play the game. But like I had like, like this was like one of the things that I feel like I just personally thought was weird. Like I get that like they're in situations so they're going to curse. But I felt like all the cursing was in like a really weird place in the dialogue (laughs) like it felt very forced 
Like yeah. every time they said something, I was like, I feel like you could have said that without adding the word fuck. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. It was just it was just me. And I was just like, that was really weird because it just seemed like out of character for like some of them. Well, and every see, time like, they Victorian cursed, I really, era, it really st- like Victoria era characters, you don't really like picture them like swearing very much. So to see like Dracula I think it was, drop an F bomb. I think it like, was. Well, he didn't really drop any F bombs. Like, even, like, when he could have, like, when they killed his fucking wife, like, he could have gone on a tirade of, like, curse words, but he was, like, he kept it chill the whole time. <laughs> but it was, I think it was, like, Carmilla, who was just, like, over the top, like, fuck this, and I was, fuck that, and I was just, like, chill, Carmilla, chill. <laughs> anyway, so, watch that. Um, I binged My Ordinary Life, which is, like, a different anime, which is absolutely hilarious. If you guys have ever seen the gif, or the meme of like this old man like suplexing a deer. I don't know if you've ever <laughs> yes, seen it. I have. Yes, it's I have. Really, it's from that anime, which is oh, absolutely man. ridiculous but fun. So yeah, that's called My Ordinary Life, and I binged watched another <laughs> anime called um, March Comes in the Lion, and it kind of reminded me of uh, Queen's Gambit, but it was with a boy who played Shogi. And Shogi's kind of like the Japanese version of chess. Right. So that, and then I played a game called What the Fuck is Wrong with You? And I will, <laughs> Interesting. I will be having that up soon. It's basically, they're asking you a bunch of questions to see how fucked up you are. And right. <laughs> so I played it and I'm going to actually post it for one of these drops because it's such a weird game. Um, and I think you guys will enjoy it. And sorry, my phone is ringing. I didn't think anybody would be calling me, but evidently I'm pretty popular today. So That's yeah. okay. I really want to play <laughs> a game called What the Fuck is Wrong with You? But I'm terrified okay, of the you can't answers. play it. You can't play it until after I post my video, which will be coming up this week. Okay. And then you can go play it. It's like $1.99 okay. on Steam. It's hilarious. Okay. But, all right. <laughs> That's all I've been up to. And <laughs> let's jump right into what our main topic is today. Wait, did I forget something, Matt? Games that matter. Oh, games that matter. Sorry. Danny, can you tell us a game that matters to you? I always forget that one. I'm sorry. Not it. Like, if. Okay. One that, like, if you were going through something or depression, anxiety, something that, like, just really helped you get through a tough time. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're fine. I'm laughing because the answer you're about to give is very stupid. No, please oh, give boy. it. Um, my depression game is Plants vs Zombies. <laughs> oh my god! That's nice. Amazing. That's fine. Did not see that one coming. I love me a simulator. I love a simulator. I love those games. Um, any simulator where I can just like put myself outside of this this hellhole of a world is great. Um, but like Plants vs. Zombies is like my all-time favorite comfort game. I play the game probably like three times a year. Um, okay. In like two days because it's a very quick game to finish. Yeah. So what why, do you think it why is about... Planet? Go ahead. I feel like we were going to ask the same question. We were going to ask the exact same question. We're on. We're on the we same were. wave. Go ahead, Derek. No. Destiny. Go. Okay. Go. Okay. What is it about Plants vs. Zombies specifically compared to like other kinds of games like that? Um, I guess it's probably a game that I used to play a lot when I was younger. Um, like, I, I don't know when that game came out. I'm talking like 2008. Um, I used to play a lot. Like, when it first came out on 
global, I used to play that game all the time. So I guess it just reminds me of when life was simple and I didn't have severe mental health issues. Um, and, you know, that. just, you know, adulthood. But I didn't yeah. have to deal with that. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, man. I get that. A, a good way to escape is to go back to things that you liked in your childhood, right? So, mm-hmm. Nostalgia is yeah, a powerful force, right? I mean, it can, it can really bring you back to certain moments. I know. I look back on my, like, youth with rose-tinted glasses because I know it wasn't that great, but, like, I'll, I'll, like, sometimes I'll be like, damn, I wish I was, like, 12 again. I actually wanted to stop aging once I turned 15, just to be fair. That would be great. I, was just like, I just see where this is going, <laughs> yeah. and I'm not sure if I want to deal with all that shit. Yeah, so. <laughs> but all right, I'm sorry. I totally skipped that question, but we got down to it. Oh, and now we're going to jump into the topic of what Validate is. And please, Danny, tell us all about Validate. I mean, without too many spoilers. If you give some spoilers, that's okay, too. Like, there might <laughs> be spoilers, guys. But, yeah, tell us what really, like, made you decide to make a dating game because there's so many different games that you can make and you yourself says you you love simulator so why a dating game and not a simulator because dating games are easy <laughs> like that's just the the simple answer answer visual novels are like the easiest game to make mm-hmm. but also they're really expensive because art is expensive right yeah. um, something people don't know a little little visual novel effect um the biggest budget in visual novels will definitely be the art yeah. Well, yeah, because I mean, I imagine just the amount of different characters and how intricate the designs are and the different emotions and everything. That must be yeah. a lot. Poses and sets and things like that. Yeah. I'm well, glad um, I know that. My, I, might, I have an artist who works for free because yeah. he loves me. So it's crazy. <laughs> um, we're working. <laughs> if, if we were, if I didn't like trust, like if my artists, like my team did not trust us, we're all working for free right now because um, $46,000 isn't a lot of money to pay 21 people right yeah no work. absolutely um absolutely. so we're all working for free right now and if they didn't trust me they will not be doing this i'm gonna be honest like if validate wasn't as big as it was i don't think that i would like be able to get all of this work done for free because no, none of us are getting paid um mm-hmm. so uh basically validate is um a story about 13 struggling singles and in a fictional Jersey city, it's called Jersey because we have to get sued by the state of Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. It's great. Um, it's, yeah, it's literally, there's no S and E, it's just J-E-R-C-Y. Yeah. No, C-R-E-L. <laughs> I don't know how to spell, whatever. Um, and But basically, it's just like um, them trying to find love, friendship, figure out their sexuality, gender, etc. Um, and like, that is like, I feel like it's a very boring story if you don't think about it. If you think about it from a white lens. If you think about these characters and they're all white, that's boring. You've seen that before. But, like, we want it to be different and have all people of color, minus the Italian, because we don't talk about him. But um, we wanted a story that's, like, all people of color and um, in stories and situations that we typically don't see them in. So we wanted to have, like, stories about, like, our like people of color figuring out their sexuality people of color figuring out um, their gender identity, figuring out like if they actually want to date, if they want to have kids, etc. Like these kind of stories are often not told because people of color are never put in stories. And then when we are, it's typically a, fa- a fantasy setting. Um, and like, I don't have any beef with fantasy. 
whatsoever like fantasy sci-fi it's cool but it's not really my genre i'm more of a realistic type person when it comes to like my story writing mm-hmm. um because i feel like there's still like rom-coms and all these stories like all these movies they exist they're all realism but there's still a need for realism with people of color and like we're seeing that as like years go on with shows like blackish and mixedish and um grownish i just oh my god yeah i was so upset because i was like y'all can't think of any other names yeah i was just like come on but But, (laughs) my biggest show inspiration for validate is definitely insecure um yo insecure is amazing did you I, ever watch awkward black girl her youtube yes, series yes, yes girl i love Issa Rae. like Issa, I, Issa is doing some shit i'm sorry she, I keep and she got married excited. she didn't tell anyone oh, oh my god queen. did you see how beautiful she looked at her wedding what a queen she Whoa, never posted oh her god. man until she married him she is on to something we yes. all need to take notes she sure um, did don't post him until he put a ring on it. Literally. I agree. I agree. <laughs> She's so right. But I saw um, Insecure and I was just like, this is a show. This is the work of art I want to make. Insecure yeah. made me feel a way that I have never felt before when I was creating, uh, where I, when I was consuming media. Like I actually saw myself in Issa and the way that she like handled some situations, how she was awkward, how she didn't know she should text this man, right. et cetera. So I was just like, hey, I can do this myself in games. So I did. Um, another reason why I made validate is because I, I've i been gaming all my life, as I said previously. Um, but a game I was very into in 2016 is called Overwatch. Um, oh, yeah. Is it a good game? No. No. But. <laughs> is it a good game? Sometimes, maybe. We'll think about it. But We'll think about it. It depends on the day. I like the diversity that they try to put into Overwatch, though. Yes, but yes, that was my thing. The diversity in Overwatch never seemed genuine. Um, Even when I was, like, younger and I was playing games, I wasn't playing games to, like, make games. I was playing games to play games. So, like, when you play games to play games, you don't play games to make games. You don't see it in the same way. Um, Mm -hmm. you, You definitely don't see, like, their stylistic choices, game design, like as I as I am playing games now, I'm just like, all right, this is a really shitty mechanic, and it should have been done way better. Or this art asset doesn't really fit here. I think they should have done this. Like, I'm more critical now. I guess it's kind of like a, an example is like if if you're a chef and then you go to restaurants, you know that the food will never be as good mm. as the food that you make at home, right? Because um, you went to culinary school, you know all of it, and like you're just like, oh, this fettuccine alfredo is great. But it could be better. I have, sorry, I have a tab that's like making way too much noise. It's distracting me. No, it's okay. Um, so uh, basically, I just I just saw all these games and all these medias doing everything that I want to see, and I was like, wait, no one's gonna do this for me. Let me do it myself. So I did. Yeah, that's, that's such really an amazing good. attitude. I mean, Mm-hmm. To just go out there and, like, make what you want to make. I think that's incredible. Yeah, it's tough um, when you have no money. I wish I was a white guy um, with equity Girl, and parents. Me so and get. you both. Oh, God. Me and you both. I mean, like, I don't wish I was a white guy. I, I don't just wish, wish I was I white had, on my worst right, enemy. I'm right. sorry. I just, I just <laughs> wish that, like, I had the Resources. basically... 
the resources that are available to white men. You know what I mean? Um, and we've had those kind of discussions before where we've had other people on and like I've said like Matt basically like wherever he whatever door he walks through I'm a like jump skip right behind him through the door because I mean like and it's it's crazy because like I get what you're saying about insecure and like seeing something that was so relatable to you because growing up before like because I, I, I'm a, just a tiny bit older than you, not a lot, probably like six months or something like that. But um, <laughs> when I was growing up, there just there wasn't diversity in games. It, do you know what I mean? Like if you wanted to play a diverse game, you had to play a game with like animal characters and then you yeah, kind of pretend. Yeah. Um, but and I'm before Bratz. OK, I'm when Barbie came out, when Barbie had their game. And oh like there, yeah. I was both like I played Bratz Forever Diamonds on a PS2, and that's the yeah. one game I think they should bring back. Um, I'm not really for bringing back old series because I think that there's a lot of opportunities for new IPs. But I want to play that game so bad on the Switch. Oh <laughs> and seeing the first thing you probably did was like, like okay, so for example, in every game that I play that I can create my own character, they're always black. Like I always make like a black character or like a, a dark skin character because I just don't feel like there's enough of them in gaming media, like in general. So I always get super hyped. Like when we were at E3 and PAX and watching those and like um, Homegirl came out with her Afro, I was just like, oh my God, it's so glorious. It's so beautiful. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like they really did it up. But um, I love that your game is not just focused on black people, but people of color in general. And I think that's really important too, um, because I just think across the board, POCs aren't featured enough in media unless it's kind of like stereotypical. So, like, even though I appreciate shows like Blackish, Grownish, Mixish, I don't. I, I'm I, say it, but I don't. No, it's it's okay because I like the fact that people are pushing things out there because. We have to do baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. So well, not, not only that, like but those uh, are... validates also representing the full like gender sexuality spectrum as well. Like you've got so yeah, many levels I was of representation get there. In there. I'm so sorry, but you got there before. You... No, it's okay. <laughs> but um, no, 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 don't. No, it's fine. It's fine. But like, yeah, I think it takes baby steps, right? And I think within the game, um, within the game industry, we have indie game companies that are really pushing that they're not taking baby steps they're just going for it and i think that's great because i think that's what validate is really doing like it's just the whole spectrum of things that are overwhelmingly underrated in the gaming community so even though it's a dating game it's like i think it will appeal to a lot of people almost the way what was it the dating game for daddies dream daddy dream daddy, yeah dream yeah. daddy i didn't personally play it but I supported the idea of them putting that out there because I was like, how many games? I think they're the only game that I've ever heard of that's like made it that big, especially within the U.S. that was focused on gay men and their relationships. And yeah. I thought that was incredible mm -hmm. because I never would have thought to do that. I'm not a gay man as well. So that's probably why. But I just, you know, I could see the genuine um feelings that went into making that game and I think indies are doing that and I think you're doing that and I think that's amazing because you're giving it from your perspective but you also work with 20 what 20 other people yeah <laughs> we have a big team 
Um, I think that we're we're, we, ah, we're getting away with having such a big team because in indie, a lot of people are doing like so. Indie teams are typically smaller because a lot of the people on the team are doing the same things, like multiple roles. Like, right? If it was like mm-hmm. all of us, I would be doing writing, programming, um, and art, and like you guys would be doing other roles. But like mm-hmm. with our team, we don't have people doing everything. Um, and I, honestly, I kind of like it this way. Because less stress, no one's working on this full time. Um, and Validate started as a passion project and it evolved from that, but we still treat it as a passion project. Like we are still yeah. having fun making this game. Um, because I understand like a lot with a lot of like game studios and all the news that's been happening, I wanna make sure that my studio and like people I'm working with are like, you know, safe, they're happy, mm-hmm. they're not like, you know, being harassed, etc. Uh, but we're pretty chill. Um, I think the reason why I'm getting away with it is because most of the people on the team are were former friends of mine before we started working together. Mm. Um, I love them dearly, very much, but I would never do this again. Um, <laughs> it's hard to work with friends sometimes. It's so hard. Yeah, because you have to like kind of concede and um, places where you wouldn't usually concede with someone who was just employed by you, right? Mm-hmm. So I get that. I've definitely had to do that sometimes with the people I work with. Like you want to get mad and you do get mad sometimes, <laughs> but like, you're also like, I'm also not paying them. So yeah, yeah. No, it's that's, that's been a really big issue for me. Like find the balance of like, can I actually get mad about this if I'm not paying you yet? Like, do I have to save all this anger for when the money starts coming in or do I like just let it out, <laughs> some of it out now and then just like the rest later? Because I'm very much like one of those people where I'm just like, absolutely do not fuck with me. Um, yeah. And that's just like, because of my upbringing, I grew up a tall girl. I've been like six one since I was 12. Um, and it's just like, I kind of had to build a shell where I'm just like, all right, like you will not speak to me this way and I will not allow you to speak to me this way um, or treat me this way because that's a very common thing. And no matter where I go, especially in games, people talk to you anyhow. Um, and I just have to like remind people that like you can't can't disrespect me, right? I will mm-hmm. literally hurt your feelings. And that's so <laughs> sad that you have to do that. But I mean, just I feel like just as like not only just being a woman, but like a woman of color, like you definitely have to stand up for yourself in a different way um, than a lot of other people. One of the questions I wanted to uh, get to is the fact that you brought in a lot of different sexualities and you yourself are non-binary. I'm not going to ask you what your sexual preference is, but I want to know, like, what was that driving force? Like, did you research it? Did you talk to other people who, like, are, you know, they were more expressive with what type of sexuality they were with? Or did you just kind of base it off of the things that you knew and put that into the game? Like, how did you make that relatable for somebody, let's say, who is non-binary or someone who is um, a gay male? Like, how did you go about researching that for your game? Um, so uh, I've been non-binary since... 2014, 2013, something like that. It's been a while. Um, so I've, I've always hung around gay people. Um, <laughs> that sounds crazy. No, um, it's fine. <laughs> I just, most of my friends are queer um, online and offline. Uh, so a lot of the, the people in Validate were based uh, off my friends and Haven's friends. Haven is a co-creator of Validate. He also helped me create half these characters. Um, they're just based off people we know. Um, so when I gave these characters to our writers, I was just like, you probably, 
probably know someone who has this identity, just talk to them, get to know their experience, etc. Uh, we do a lot of research when it comes to our characters. Like when I was, yeah. when we were creating our characters, I had, like was just doing research for days, making sure we had accurate last names, um, hometowns, etc. Because like one thing about diversity and that that Overwatch fails in because they're a corporation and they actually don't care about yeah. um, diversity. And, yeah. like, <clears throat> I'm not saying that, like, it's bad. I mean, sorry, not care no, about it, diversity. It's, it's bad. bad. It it's is bad. bad. I'm not yeah. saying that yeah. Blizzard is bad. I am. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying that they create diversity to profit off of and not because they care. Yeah. And I, and I think that creating with care is, like, so important. Yes. Um, because yeah. when oh you show God. that you care about the things that you are doing, especially when it comes to diversity, people notice. Yeah, they do. Just like I was talking about just changing a main character ethnicity just to change it really fucking gets under my skin. But that's for another show. But that's <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, just throwing in like people of color in a game just to like change up your color palette of your game is really shitty. And you can tell when someone who's not done any research has just put in, um, let's say like a Native American, just to put in a Native American, but you know what I mean? Everything about Mm -hmm. that character is super stereotypical. It's like very surface level. So I'm really excited that you've actually taken the time to do the research for your characters. It makes me want to play each and every character just to see like how they react to things and how they are in their society and how they have to deal with it. Because coming out um, as gay as a a black male is a lot different than coming out as gay as a white male. Do you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. how society sees you and how your culture sees you. So I think that's really great that um, you've done all that research. I'm excited. Thank you. I didn't want to be like Overwatch by having um, a Brazilian character with an entire backstory from Canada. That was a little weird. (laughs) Why the fuck does he play hockey? He's literally from Brazil. He's literally from Brazil. What? Yeah, it does seem, especially with like Overwatch, that they kind of just add things on after. They kind of like retroactively make the characters work in a way that they want it to rather than it being the character from the beginning. And I think that's something that, like, especially, like, on your Kickstarter page, like, you have a list of all your characters with, like, the different, um, with their names and their pronouns and kind of, you know, what their jobs are and stuff. And I think that's something that's really cool to give them this kind of, like, it's a dating game. It's a dating profile almost, like. But you can almost kind of feel a little bit of their personalities just coming through even that little blurb. How difficult was writing, like, this many characters? Like, I mean, there's 13, right? How difficult was it writing this many characters in giving them each a unique voice without making them sound like each other, because like there's so much going on here in the best way possible. What was the writing process like? So we have seven writers. Um, oh, nice. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Which is another reason if I ever did a game this big, I would definitely not have as many characters. Right. I definitely set myself up that way. Um, <laughs> having 13 main characters, like playable characters, it's a little obsessive. Sure. We split our game into three parts plus DLC, but that's still a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but we have 13 characters, seven writers. I write two, uh, I should write two, Kevin writes two. So like some of us write two characters each. Mm-hmm. Um, so you will never have like two of the same characters have the same voice because the two mm-hmm. characters that we write that like, uh, each writer is set to write are complete opposites. Like for myself, 
I write Yolanda and I write Malik. Malik is a Sagittarius man. He's a lightning <laughs> Sagittarius man. Um, and Yolanda is a Pisces poetry bitch. So like they're two completely different characters. Um, mm. So like that's how we made sure that they all have their own unique voice because what I've noticed when I was doing my research for Validate is a lot of games, the playable characters or the characters that you get to date are all the same character. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And it kind of sucks. Like a lot of Audemon games, I don't think I'm saying that right. I'm probably not. A lot of games that you just romance yaoi boys. No, that is not right. <laughs> Hold on. A lot of romanceable visual novels. Yeah. So characters that you are able to romance. <laughs> I could uh-huh. not figure out how to say it. <laughs> a lot of characters that she, she romance are the same character, just in different games. Um, I like to call it the Miles Edgeworth approach. Um, it's just an emo character who's like, no, there's two characters. It's either one that's just like, get away from me, you're so bros. And they're like, yeah. and then like a week passes, they're like, I'm madly in love with you. Let's get married tomorrow. And then, oh my god! And then you have the obsessive character who's just like, "I love you. Let's get married today." And then you're like, "Ew, you're kind of gross." And then you actually fall for them later. Those are the two mm-hmm. type of characters you see in visual novels when it comes to romance. I only date to be- the one who doesn't want me. That too, the one who doesn't want you. <laughs> the one who absolutely <laughs> wants nothing to do with you. I always date them because it's a challenge. Yeah, it's remember so- how many times what? you tried to date? What was that demon guy in Monster Prom? Yeah, the demon guy. Down. Oh my yeah. god, in um, Monster Prom. Yeah, um, I wouldn't date anybody else until I got him. I think I had to play it like three times. <laughs> yeah, Monster Prom. I was so a fun mad. Game. It is yeah. fun, but yeah, I was great. pissed off. I was like, what do you mean you don't fucking like me? I've done everything. <laughs> so I had to do it like three times. Because like by the end, he was like, yeah, I'm not interested in you. I was <laughs> mad. But yeah, I always date. I always go after the guy who doesn't want me. Like he's like, just he's always the kind of like, like in the anime, he's always kind of like the tall, dark, kind of mysterious mm-hmm. like obviously he's had a fucked up past and he's definitely dealing with a lot of mental issues and i'm like yes he's the one <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's crazy um but yeah i think that was a big thing and also like if they end up do sorry english if they do end up being similar <laughs> we will catch it because we're gonna have like a thousand people play test this game before it comes out because if someone says that I'm emotionally manipulating players, I will never be online again. I will log off the rest of my life. No, no. If somebody Please. gets manipulated through the game, that's their own that's fault. That's their it's fault. A, Just it's turn a off the game. game. Just yeah, it's turn a it fucking off. fucking game. Ugh, I can't stand that. Oh God, it's crazy. No, just make your game and let people enjoy it. And if people don't enjoy it, then don't fucking play it. Like that's yeah. just how I feel about it. If it's not the game for you, go There's play something different. Go play one of those. Better things to do with your life other than like obsess over Japanese a game that games. You don't like. Yeah, where mm-hmm. the girl looks mm-hmm. the same in every one of them, and the plots are all the same. It's always two guys after one girl. I can't stand that. It's it it's like in everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay, so random tangent. Sorry. Sorry, Darren. Sorry, Darren. I have to do this. So I was Go playing on. this game 
and it was like this dating romance. And like, I had used to have this problem where I couldn't date more than one person at one time. Like even in a video game, I felt like I was cheating. (laughs) And so like, my friend was like, dude, just it's fine. Just like date another character. So I went to start another story. And then the guy that I originally played the character with, I don't know how he knew. I don't know if it was set up like that, but he was definitely pissed off at me. And like in the new storyline, and I was like, oh my fucking God, he knows. And so I couldn't do it. So I can only date one person at a time. And then even after I complete the game, I couldn't go back and play other characters because I felt like it was a betrayal to the main character <laughs> that I had romance. What I've gotten over this? that now. It was some um, Japanese game. Like it was like there were like seven demon boys or something in the house, and I ended up living with them for some <laughs> odd reason. Like I. <laughs> I like died and they like brought me back or they were going to kill me. I don't know what it was, but I ended up dating Shiro who was, who fucking hated me. And he like so <laughs> mean to me, but I, I just loved it. Cause sometimes he was nice, but like most of the time he was a dickhead. That was my relationship. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> just, cause this is when I was researching. Cause I really did want to um, create my own dating um visual novel which I might one day but like I have all the art and all that stuff and the story for it but I just hate scripting like I can't do it and we've tried to like hire scripters before and it just didn't work out so um I always wanted to create one because all the ones I played were always either Asian girls or Asian girls who looked white was the main character so I never felt like it was actually me playing like going through the the story so the reason why I wanted to create one is so that I, because you guys know I love character creation, I wanted to give people a chance to create themselves in the love story and actually put themselves in the love story. And then I had, I think, five different stories that you could go with based on parallel universes and shit like that. It was was crazy. It is crazy. It's going to happen one day when I have enough money. But anyways, (laughs) yeah. So I'm really excited about Validate because I feel like I can play different ethnicities but my whole thing was I wanted to play myself in these romances. So that's kind of what I want to do with my game is so you can create yourself and put yourself in this game and, and fall in love in a weird place like Mars. Who knows? <laughs> so, Danny, something that I was curious about, why why did you end up with Kickstarter? I remember like you talked a little bit about it uh, at the Black Voices Gaming event with the Gorilla Collective. But how, like, why, why did you end up with Kickstarter? What, like was that a like, choice? Like, yeah, like was it a choice? Like, or like you like were you like from the beginning? We're like, I want to go to Kickstarter. I want to do this my way. Or were you think about going to different publishers and stuff? Like, how like how did that come about? Um, when I did our Kickstarter, I didn't know anything about games. Um, I just thought that we make this money, we pay our team, and we keep doing it. And then like I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, maybe we should have a publisher to make my life a lot easier. And then I was like, actually, fuck these publishers. Um, sorry, I didn't say that. Um, no, you did. It's okay. Some publishers are <laughs> shit. No, for real. I was going to say, like, Kickstarter's not a publisher, though. Yeah, no, Kickstarter's not yeah. a publisher. Kickstarter's a crowd mm. crowdfunding source. Yeah. Um, but I actually don't regret doing our Kickstarter because that's how we made our core following. Mm-hmm. Um, like, our day one fans who still support us a year later, like, over a year later, um, they, like... They're dedicated. They love everything we put out. We have not disappointed them yet. Um, it's really grown us um, that people saw that you can have a game or any kind of media that is just like primarily people, darker skinned people of color, 
um, mm-hmm. in the front and it, it will still get funded. Um, I kind of just, we just did Kickstarter because like it was like our only option at the time. But mm-hmm. I think that Kickstarter can be good for exposure, especially if your Kickstarter blows up the way ours did um, because our Kickstarter blew the fuck up. Oh my God, it blew up. It blew up to the point that a famous right-wing uh, YouTuber made a video and it has oh, a million no. views on YouTube. Um, I'm not saying his name because he can honestly no, go don't. to hell. He can honestly Fuck go to hell. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Honestly go to hell. Um, but it was it was crazy. I've never had that much support for my work. 1,600 people backing our work, giving us all that money. It was That's crazy. amazing. <laughs> and congratulations amazing. on that. Thank what you. I was going to say to Matt is like most indie games actually pick Kickstarter just because it is one of the most well-known crowd um, sourcing uh, platforms out there. So mm-hmm. like just in general, I think a lot of them, because even when we did our game, we did Kickstarter. We didn't even, I don't think we even made our goal the first time. But um, I, I like Kickstarter just because, like, they're open to, like, so many indie games. And they'll help you, mm-hmm. like, kind of push your information out there and mm-hmm. kind of guide you through it. So you guys should, if you guys do another Kickstarter, like, you probably get even more backing now. Just because, like, you have a playable demo out there. And, like, it probably will help you to, like, get more money. And I know it takes a lot of work to start and run a Kickstarter, but... I believe in your game and I definitely think if like you need more money for it that you should do it. Yeah, most people have told me that. And just crowdfunding, it's a lot. It is, it, it is a lot, but you're making a game and you're making a game that's important to people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just rather get a grant from someone than having to crowdfund. Yeah, I get that. Because is that easier? Do you think that's easier to get a grant for your game versus crowdsourcing? Yes, because at the end of the day, after crowdsourcing, you owe people things. Mm. Um, mm. Like, you owe a lot of people stickers and stuff like that. Um, which is coming, obviously. Like, mm. we're going to give it to them eventually, one of these days. Um, I'm just waiting for COVID to end because getting merch right now is a nightmare because of COVID. Yeah. Um, especially last year when we did our Pixar. Oh my God, you could not get anything. It took months to get, like, a shirt. Um, yeah. Because, like, they shut down everything. U.S. But, Postal Service is shit. Oh, God. Don't. It's not even their fault. It's fucking United States. Anyways. Um, <laughs> but, I yeah, like you said, Kickstarter is good for indies. I, I recommend anyone who is doing indie to do Kickstarter. But, like, make sure that you have a following. The resources and the following, yeah. Before you do it. Like, do not just launch a crowd, like, a, a whole Kickstarter campaign expected to get funded. Um what made us different is that we had a following before we started our Kickstarter. We had like a good 2,000, 3,000 followers before we started. And by the end of our Kickstarter, we had like 8,000. Um, like we had our audience. We had people who were just like, when, are, when is this happening? When can we throw money at you? Um, mm-hmm. And I, I, I think I'm seeing a lot with a lot of Kickstarters that are happening right now is people are like not advertising them or not having an audience. Like you can't run a Kickstarter campaign if you have 10 followers on Twitter. It's just right. not going to get funded. You and have I'm to even, really push it. Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying that to be mean or anything. I'm just saying that, like, we just need to be honest, like, with ourselves. Like, we need to know what our expectations are, how much money we should be asking for. Um, just be realistic because I feel like a lot of people see, like, these success stories like mine and think they can happen to them. But I just got lucky. Like, I, I literally tell people who ask me how I did it, I got lucky. Um, a lot of people 
can try to do exactly what I did and they'll have the same success. I got lucky because I already knew people. I have a really big team of everyone who already knows people. I'm very charismatic, charismatic. I don't know how to say that word. Um, but when I had GDOC last year, that's kind of how I met everyone. Like that's how our game blew up. That's how like they started paying attention to our game, um, et cetera. Like it's just like, well, that's not luck, though. <laughs> you you've been working. Do you know what I mean? Like you've been making, you've been networking, you've been making the connection. So it's not just about luck. Like you've been putting in the effort, whether you realize it or not. All of that is what it takes to like get your name out there, get the people to notice you, and you've been doing that. And I wanted to ask you, like, how did you grow your following? Was it just you networking and your friends networking? Like, how did that happen? Um, the following on my personal Twitter or the validated account. Um, just in general, like um, on my personal, <laughs> on my personal Twitter, um, that is no longer existent as of right now. I hope I get it back next week. Um, I got uh, did follow- you do something? <laughs> no, I got DMCA because Twitter fucking sucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like they're DMCA blue check. So I probably think they're going to do something about it in the next couple months, but I digress. Um, I got my following my on my personal account because I love tweeting things that go viral every fucking day. Every day I have a viral tweet. It, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Every day I have people trying to argue with me. Every day I have people telling me their life stories. It never stops. But with Validate, um, I think it was just word of mouth, uh, us posting very gay things and people like, whoa, hold on, what is this? Um, people with very big accounts, like industry people, like very famous Twitch streamers being like, hey, I'm going to play this game. I love this game. Um, it really is just like our fans, like I haven't had to pay for a single ad. And I'm very grateful. It's just our fans spreading the words, Twitch streamers, everyone just spreading the word because people um, saw me and saw that like, my story of not like getting published and like no one like giving us funding. And they said, all right, we're going to do everything we can to help you out. And I'm really grateful for that because like having so many people who have my back is really assuring because when I have my, my anxiety about validate, my once a day anxiety, I just have to remember and look at my Twitter and just be like, all right, all these people are supporting me. Let me calm the fuck down. (laughs) And that's because you're creating something great. And I think part of that too is that like what you're making so many people like Destiny was saying like so many people see themselves in it and I think what you're doing is like and no hate to plenty of other games but like it's not just another roguelike it's not just another anything it's it's a game that people are connecting to and, and feel themselves in right mm-hmm. when I feel like when you're doing something like that I'm just, like you said luck is always a part of it but what you the amount of work that you put in and you're making something that people genuinely care about that's it's incredible like the, the stuff that you're doing is amazing Thank you. I'm it's excited crazy. to play. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know. I just think about it. I'm just like, it's crazy. Like a year ago, I was literally working. Where did I work a year ago? I worked at IHOP right, be, right before I started producing Validate, like the concept of it. And now a year later, I'm working on this game pretty much full time. Hopefully it starts paying my bills soon. And it's going to come out in less than a year. Um, and like, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking like in a year later, like the game's going to be out this time next year. Um, and just like, what will my life be? Like every year my life keep change my life keeps changing. Um sorry, I wouldn't say every year, every couple months, like every six months, my life is in a different place than it was six months ago. Um six months ago we weren't even developing validate, we were on break because you're we still trying to find a publisher. And now like 
we're developing validate like we're about to release some gameplay footage in the next couple in next month next month for gdoc um it's crazy how fast life comes at you <laughs> it is it is and i mean i'm glad it's all good things right now for you like especially with validate like I'm, I'm, I complete, we completely support you and what you're trying to do here. And that's why we wanted to have you on the show. So I was like willing to reschedule whenever you wanted to come on. Cause I know we had like scheduling conflicts for a while <laughs> and I was thank like, you. no, we have to get yeah. her on the show. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much for coming on and telling us more about validate and telling our listeners about validate, because I feel like a, we have, we're trying to grow our crowd, not crowd, but not viewership, but. I guess, listen, we're trying to grow our people, you know, just in general. Our community. Thank you. I could not think of that fucking word to (laughs) save my life. Uh, Trying to grow our community. And we want to be as inclusive. Like, we want to show as much diversity. And we just want to show as much support as we can to games like this uh, moving forward. So I just had a brain fart. This keeps happening to me. It happened last time. But, um... Keep making cool yeah, shit. It's, it's important. Yeah, keep making yeah. cool shit. It's really important. And um, thank you. Thank, thank you for making this game because I'm not dating right now. But I feel but like you- maybe, th- no, I have decided to like, after playing no. your boyfriend, I'm putting that indefinitely on hold. <laughs> <laughs> You might not be dating, but you will be validating. I will be validating. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. But I will be validating. <laughs> so um, I don't know what character I want to play yet, though. I mean, I'm going to eventually play them all, but it, I'll probably play the black girl. First. I mean, I'm not going to lie. For the first volume, you only have four choices. Of- I'm waiting till the whole game comes out. That's fine. That's going to be a couple years. I don't know that's okay. I'm the, I'm the same way with, like, I know that's weird, but I'm the same way with series. Like, I won't watch the series until it's completed. And no. then I'll just binge the entire series. That's I get I that. I did it with seasons. I don't know about the whole series. But I can't do it. I, but, I hate cliffhangers. Like, uh, it really irritates me. Oh, my God. That look. Sorry. I was going to start talking about Marvel. Let's not do that. Because <laughs> <laughs> they got me. That's. That's a huge up. rabbit hole to go down. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do it for the people. I honestly, like at this point, I, I do it out of spite and I do it for the people. Every time I see people seeing a character and be like, oh my God, I've never seen this character in a game before. I'm just like, yeah, that's why I do it. Um, I'm also doing it purely out of spite um, because after the hate train that we got and people were like, your game is never going to come out. It has to come out just because I can, so I can prove a point. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. I get that. I wouldn't even say out of spite, like you're doing it because they said it couldn't be done. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like, you and and you're doing it. Like mm-hmm. it's coming out. So fuck them. Fuck you guys. I hope mm-hmm. you listen to this. Fuck you. And no. the guy who like said shit about you, fuck you too. Like yeah. whoever no, that is. For real. Like I just I just I want Valley to come out. I want to set example. Like that is the reason why I made Valley. I want to set an example for this industry. You can make a game like this with this many people of color and still be successful because i'm so tired of seeing white characters i'm sick of it i'm sick of it i am sick of it i think that there's too many i don't know like there's not there's not there's there's not enough it's not this the thing is that it's not enough there's not um too little people of color there's too many white characters video games right now do not represent how the world really is (laughs) Yes. Well, neither neither does Hollywood mm-hmm. really. Yes. So I to- I totally agree with you. Um, we need just more diversity 
overall. Mm-hmm. I got in a huge argument with somebody about that. Like, okay, quick tangent, and then we're going to go to the news. So <laughs> I was saying <laughs> there was the, the – the, I'm sorry I do this. So there was the latest episode of What If, and it was with um, Chadwick Bosman did the voice for it, and he signed up for it. And I was just like, you know what? Like, I haven't seen it yet. I'm not ready, right? So – that's just because, like, I was so hurt when he passed away. I like, can't. I just, oh, I my can't. God. Don't even get me started. Because okay, I won't. <laughs> the day that, I don't even know when the day that he passed away, but I know it's coming up soon. And I just, I'm going to log off because I saw the what if thing and I started tearing up. I was like, yeah, Man. I just couldn't do it. So I was having a conversation with someone. I won't say names. And I was just like, yeah, he's just an amazing actor, blah, blah, blah. And then that person said, oh, yeah, he's okay, which immediately pissed me off. Because I was just like, after I say I can't watch this because he passed away and it makes me emotional, the wrong response to say to that is, eh, he's all right. You know what I mean? Because yeah. obviously yeah. I, I have feelings about this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, me being who I am and Matt and Darren already know me, I was like, the fuck is that supposed to mean? Right? Like, why would you say that? Mm-hmm. And um, so it turned into this black and white thing where I only felt this way because Chad w- was black. And I was like, no, I think he's a great actor. And so then it came up, well, what's a white actor that's passed away that like you feel this way? And you know oh what? Robin God. Williams. I, I have not seen Robin Williams. I, I have not yep. seen a film with Robin Williams in it since he passed away. I haven't can't seen do it. it. And I know yeah. it's been like years, but I just can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is that like, I get tired of having this this conversation and I don't really have it with white women, but I have it a lot with white men where I feel I have to defend how I feel about things. Mm-hmm. And that is because Hollywood just does not represent people of color enough in general. The, the fact that I can say I feel bad about this actor dying because I thought he was great and you immediately assume that the only reason I think he's great is because he's black is a problem. It's yeah. not just your problem. It's a problem mm-hmm. in in the in the entire system, mm-hmm. right? So that was my tangent. I hope he listens to this. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say that, like, you're absolutely right. What you're doing is amazing. It's the whole reason why I wanted to get into animation and 3D in the first place is because I wanted to see more of us up on the big screen. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see – because when I grew up, the only person I could relate to were side characters of main white characters and cartoons and movies and things like the best friend, um, like Shauna and, and Jim and the holograms who didn't really have much of a story or like the little like chocolate, whatever flavor that was in strawberry shortcake, the little, little black girl there. Like there just wasn't a lot growing up in the eighties. And I feel like now's the time that we need to represent all of us. There needs to be more Native Americans starring in their own films. There needs to be more Asian Americans. There need to be more Black Americans. There need to be more Mexicans. There need just over the the board, and not just race, but also sexuality is very important in our society. Sexuality has always been important just across the globe. Why we always decided to push forth the whole um, straight agenda and not really focus on other parts of things, I don't know. Maybe the religion came into it yeah but we're changing and it's for the better and i think that that's important because we have children growing up today who will no longer have to deal with some of the things that we had to deal with growing up with facing your own sexuality and i mean there will always be racist people there will always be bigots there will always be um just people who are negative but there's a bigger community and it continues to grow that's more accepting 
And I think that's really important. And so mm-hmm. your game is a part of that. And just imagine there'll be like, I don't, I don't know how PG or rated R your game is, but you can have like little girls or little boys or whatever who want to play a dating game and they can play it and they can see themselves in it and feel like they're being represented. And I think that's really, really important. So thank you. I don't know how to say it enough. I know I said I'm going to wait until the game comes out, but then you said it's going to be years. I don't know if I can wait years, but thank you. And please continue to do what you're doing after this game. Don't stop. Keep running because Mm -hmm. you're doing it despite not having people like wanting to publish you. You're self-publishing. You did your Kickstarter. You built, and not just you, your entire team has been amazing in creating these characters. So please forward our thank yous to them as well. Thank you. I really appreciate it. It's awesome um, hearing that because sometimes I um, I be emo. And I I'm get just... it, girl. It's hard. <laughs> Society to... makes you question yourself, but you're doing great things. You really are. So please don't stop. And with that, let's jump over into some news. And I'm going to throw it over to Matt because he's basically the news guy for our podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk a little bit news before we close out. Uh, we're going to be starting with a story from Eurogaming written by Wesley Yin Poole. Halo Infinite won't have campaign co-op or forge at launch. Wes- Wesley writes, Halo Infinite won't have campaign co-op or forge at launch, developer 343 has announced. The two much-loved modes of play have been delayed. Campaign co-op won't hit the shooter until season two at the earliest, which means about three months after launch. Forge will hit about... Uh, not until season three at the earliest or at least six months after launch. Um, I want to bring this up because I don't really see any problem with this game being delayed, but I do think that there's a very vocal fan base online who only plays Halo in co-op, which is the biggest thing. Forge, I think expecting it out of the bag, especially given the current climate of the world is is a bit much. Um, That's fine. Forge can come later, but I see there's a lot of disappointment about co-op being there for the campaign because people are worried about spoilers. People, you know, have siblings, parents, brothers, or, you know, friends or whoever that they play the co-op with the campaign with right from the jump. So it's a bit disappointing. Uh, Darren, I know you are quite the Halo fan. How do you feel about co-op not being there from the beginning? Well, I mean, I actually, I I would disagree. I think Forge not being there from the beginning is actually a big deal because I mean, Forge has never missed launch for any Halo game that it's been included. Like if you're not including Forge and you're not including co-op, you're basically saying that Halo's not coming out this year. Like, I feel like those are such integral parts to the game that, like, this game's been in development for, like, seven years now or something like that. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm... From what I've heard from the beta, I haven't played it. The multiplayer's really, really good. So, like, that's great. Like, I, I, I believe that the game itself will be good. But, like, yeah, I'm super disappointed. Like, I played co-op through all the campaigns with my brothers. So like, I'll be like really disappointed if I, I can't do that again. So destiny, do you think that they should maybe delay just the campaign? The multiplayer is going to be free anyway, right? They've already announced that the Halo multiplayer is going to be free. Do you think they should delay the campaign to next year when people can experience the other or, and just drop the multiplayer this year or delay the whole thing, leave it as is. What do you think? I think I'm a little confused. Like what's the major difference between co-op and multiplayer for this game? So multiplayer is everybody jumps online, they shoot each other. It's yeah, no, no story, I, I know what multiplayer is, but like, is co-op yeah. you go through the story together? Yes. Is that what yeah. that is? Yes. Yeah. And like, it's always been like a pretty definitive part of Halo part of for Halo? you to experience the story with somebody else. 
Elf? 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 <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened there. Um, so what do you think? Um, okay, so I feel I don't like Halo personally, mm-hmm. but th- that's for like personal reasons. And I d- I'm just not into FPS, but I think I would agree with Darren. If the game is known to have that and all of a sudden they don't have it, that's that's a little weird. Right. Like if every mm-hmm. other version of the game had co-op and that's one of the main things it's known for, like, why would it not have it? So I think they should just delay it. Honestly, if, if that's one of the main things that people are looking forward to and you don't mm-hmm. have it, then you should delay it and put it in. What about you, Danny? What do you think? Is this a delay? Is this uh they should just release it and see what happens? What, what are your feelings on it? Um, I don't know. I don't know anything about Halo, but I honestly think that gamers deserve nothing, so they should delay a game. <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good answer. I like that. I love that's it. the that's the perfect answer. Nothing. We're moving on. Nothing. Yeah, delay we're moving it. on. Probably. Uh, this next story is also coming from Wesley in Poolover at Eurogamer. Uh, Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza is in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Kazuma Kiryu from Yakuza is in Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Sega has announced the Yakuza protagonist is a playable character, free and unlockable through normal gameplay on all platforms at launch, Sega said. They're also including stuff like Son- characters like Sonic and Tails and other um, guest characters. I-, I made a joke online that I'll now finally play Super Monkey Ball just because Kiryu is there. And, and he's my boy. So uh, I just I just wanted to shout that out because this is fucking hilarious and never would I have expected Kiryu in a tiny little ball rolling around collecting bananas, but this is the world that we're currently living in. Uh, Darren, before we move off this, what is, there, there's rumors that there's going to, well, not rumors, they have announced there's going to be another announcement in a few days for a new guest character. Who do you want to see in Super Monkey Ball? Who do you want to get, get slapped into a little ball and roll around collecting some bananas? I don't know who it's going to be but I'm going to make an out there guess and say it's mm-hmm. going to be a zombie from House of the Dead. All right. Okay. Because that's like, okay. it, it seems like by them including, they also included uh, Beat from Jet Set Radio as a character and mm-hmm. they're including, including Yakuza. I feel like they're going to be trying to include more out there Sega characters. So I'm like, what could be more out there than like someone from House of the Dead, their long forgotten light light gun arcade shooting game oh i remember that game yeah i mean i i, I guess we'll see we're <laughs> gonna see a gamescom opening night live uh who the hell is going to be joining super monkey ball and for our last story uh again wesley and pool is just crushing it this week from Eurogamer. everything Not announced during pokemon presents yeah we have, we have a oh sorry our second last story we have yeah sorry our second last story i'm a big old thank liar thank you darren thank you're you. welcome um <laughs> During the Pokemon Presents, we got a whole bunch of information. Pokemon Unite is coming to mobile devices on September 22nd, along with crossplay for the Nintendo Switch version. If you pre-register, you're going to get a cool-looking little Pikachu. Um, Pokemon Cafe Mix is going to be coming. Pokemon Cafe Remix with new Pokemon, new elements. Uh, Pokemon Go players are getting new stuff as well. We got some more information about Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, which are coming out November 19th. They showed off a bunch of new stuff along with the new Nintendo Switch Lite. Uh, And we got a big chunk of Pokemon Legends Arceus, which is still set for January 28th and admittedly looks much better than last time, but I still don't believe that that game should be coming out in January. Uh, Everybody here knows that I'm a massive Pokemon fan. Pokemon Unite I still haven't tried, um, but I'm warming up to Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl the more that I see it. I wasn't a huge fan of the art style at first, but I'm warming up to it more and more. And Legends Arceus, I'm, or Arceus, I am incredibly excited just because Cyndaquil's there and he's my favorite little Pokemon ever. Uh, Danny, are you, are you a much, are you much of a Pokemon fan? No, 
Um, so a couple months ago, when they posted um, a video about the latest Pokemon, I think it was Sword. No, what's the latest Pokemon just came out? Sword and Shield. Yeah, okay. That's, those, those, are the latest, those are the latest ones, yeah. The one with the British people. When, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When <laughs> um, Rayhan, or how do you say his name, when he opened his mouth, I was deceived. I was so mad that he was British. I was so mad. I did not know it was it was based in Britain. So when he opened his mouth and he had a British accent, I was just like, shut up. Because <laughs> I was mad. He was so fine. Now he's British and he's no longer fine because he's British. It hurt me. Um, I love the distaste for the British you have. Like, oh, I, I personally it's have nothing voice. against them, but I just love it. You're like, and then he opened his mouth and I was like, oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> them girls who like love British accents when we were younger, like Dan and Phil, it was never me. I thought they sounded gross. But oh, wow. <laughs> it was never me. I don't care about accents. Really? Uh, no. Okay, I don't like... Okay, I'm not going to say what accents I don't like. Let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, I don't know anything about Pokemon. I just think that Pokemon fans are a little crazy. The, oh, Matt a is crazy. a little crazy. Yeah, <laughs> there's, they're a lot of cla- crazy, so you're 100% right there. Yeah. Uh, and our last story... Uh, I'm going to pull from Variety, written by Salome Hailu. Cowboy Bebop, Netflix releases first look photos at John Cho and cast announces the premiere date. Netflix has released first look photos for the upcoming Cowboy Bebop's adaptation starring John Cho, which premieres on November 19th. And then, yeah, they just basically talk more about that, that it's coming. Uh, Destiny, you're a big Cowboy Bebop fan. Tell me about your feelings about these yeah. new pictures or first pictures, really. I don't like it. I don't <laughs> like it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I hear the <gasps> look. John Cho should not be playing Spike. I am sorry. I know people like are in love with him and they're like, oh my God, he looks so sexy. He does not look like Spike. Spike is supposed to be like 28. John Cho does not look 28, not even in with the makeup or anything like that. And I have an issue with taking established characters and then just flipping their ethnicity just to flip their ethnicity. So I don't like the fact that Jet is black now. Like, I just don't like unless that's going to bring like some depth to his character that I don't see the point in it. And I don't like their costumes. I think they look very cosplayish. And I I agree. Like, I, I know that some people don't like Faye's costume. And I wish like they would have gone with her original costume. Like her sexuality is a part of her character, her flamboyant being overly sexy is a part of it. And I think that should be represented in the anime. I just I just feel like when they take anime and turn it into live action, they just change a bunch of shit that doesn't need to be changed. Like it's not broken. Like Cowboy Bebop is already loved. Like it's already amazing as it is. Just take what you see and transpose it to live action. Don't change anything. It doesn't need to be changed. Just leave it as it is and then just and take actors who are not known. Netflix can do that. Netflix has the power to pick new people and put them in roles. Like you don't need John Cho for his name. Do you know what I'm saying? Like pick mm-hmm. somebody who's unknown who can rock that fucking part. And that's that's my feeling on it. I'm not excited about it. I may watch it because I love Cowboy Bebop, but like I I know I'm going to be like it's going to be underwhelming. Like I'm I'll going to be nitpicking everything. So. I'll- I'll do you one better and I'll say take Cowboy Bebop and then just stop there. Don't even make it live action. It's it's perfect. Yeah, don't, don't even make do it a live action. I've never seen just a live action anime adaptation in my life that I have enjoyed. Not one. You, mean nope. a, you didn't like the Death Note one? I'm kidding. 
No, oh, she's kidding. Okay. <laughs> you had me for a second. Like, oh, I was like, like that hands. was hot yeah. garbage, Danny. Like, I love everything that you've said, but that was hot garbage. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Death yeah. Note. I okay. I watched Death Note as an adult, so I didn't ever watch it growing up. And I think Death Note is a comedy. It is so funny. Oh, Light that's Yabby hilarious! Is insane. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> So I heard the audible gas, Danny, when Destiny said she didn't like it. Did you see these photos? What are you, what are you feeling about them? I mean, I've never seen Cowboy Beef Up um, because, like like I said, I didn't watch a lot of anime growing up. I watched a lot of – anime I did watch was, like, Oran Host Club. So that doesn't count. Uh, <laughs> um, I know that one. <laughs> so I saw it, and I was like, this looks cool. But I think that we need to stop doing the live action adaptations of animated series because mm-hmm. no one's asking for them. Nobody is asking no. for we, them. We I know got... a lot of people <laughs> a lot of people were excited when they saw um, Benedict Cumberbatch. He did a, um, a cosplay as Spike. You guys can look it up. He, oh. he looks the part. It looks really dope. And I know a lot of people were like, oh my god, that's so cool. Like They should do a live action of it. Because he just looked, visually, he just looked really uh. good. Yeah, he just looked really good. Um, wow, but, that's actually impressive. Right? So, if anybody, they should have picked him. But anyways. I don't want a uh, white man playing an anime character. Yeah, but Spike Spiegel's not Japanese. Oh, I did not know that. My fault. Yeah, he's not Japanese. But um, I agree with Danny. I think, and, and with Darren, I think we need to just leave anime as it is. Like, it's fine as it is. You don't need to remake it. And if you're going to mm-hmm. remake it, like, please do it with a big budget so it looks good. Everything about those pictures look campy. Like, it looks like a 90s sci-fi movie. It just looks fucking bad. I'm sorry. Is it Castlevania also mad. getting a live action? I heard, and I just I don't think that's know. necessary. That'd be kind of funny, though. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah. I thought the anime was really good, except yeah. like some. Okay, the action scenes were dope as fuck. You could tell they spent a lot of time mm-hmm. on the action scenes, but some of the other scenes where they're just talking, like you can tell they dropped frames, and I was just like, "Oh, y'all didn't have the budget to make it all look good." But, <laughs> <laughs> this, the studio that does all of Netflix anime typically does a very good job. Um, they did mm. a very good job with Doro Hidoro. That's a very good anime. That was, oh, that was so good. Are they coming out with a second season? No, they're just going to do B-Star season three. Um, Are you serious? No. I, I, so my theory is that, do you, have you seen Cannon Busters? Yes. Okay, so my theory is that Netflix comes out with these, like, diverse-ish kind of stories, like animes, like Cannon Busters, Doro Hedoro, and then they see it doesn't sell as well as they want it. So they ignore it for a couple years and they bring it back. And instead, they bring Beastars season two, not even seven months after the first season came out. Was it okay, that so fast? It yeah, was it came out pretty fast. Wow. But what I didn't understand is like, I, I okay, so I guess a lot of people like Beastars or whatever, but Beastars just seem like teenage angst. But we're animals. Like that's ex- that is what Beastars was to me. Dora Dora was so good, and it left on a terrible cliffhanger. I know. Like, it left on a terrible cliffhanger, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like you do two see- But okay, my thing is, is that I think they already had for Beastars. I think they already planned out to have that many episodes. Is what I think, and they already had those done. Well, where I the think fuck for- is Cannon Busters? It's been like three years. I don't know. <laughs> Girl, I don't know. The thing is that I like Beastars a lot. I think Beastars is a very good story because 
I hate high school media with a fucking passion. I think that so many stories are so much better, could be so much better if they were set in college because it erases all of the unnecessary bordering the line of child porn, borderline of very weird things that adults like teenagers shouldn't be doing. Example right. of this, euphoria. Um, but I just think that BSTARS does a really good job because it doesn't really focus on high school. It focuses on um, like their allegory of, of gender and like racism. See, I, I have to disagree because I felt like the whole first season, he wanted to, f- I'm sorry, spoilers. So if you haven't seen it, don't listen past this point. He wanted to fuck the rabbit. Like his whole like his whole thing was I want to get with this rabbit, but I don't know how to get with this rabbit because I don't have enough self-esteem and I'm the, I'm the weird wolf kid. Like that is what the whole first season was about, right? Yeah. And then this, like she was like the school slut. Yeah, that was a little weird. But uh the second that season That was very weird. <laughs> that's why I keep on saying like what's the point of all this teen media? Why did it Yeah, have to be like teens? we didn't need that. We d- we did not need that at all. Like, that was so weird. And then there's a part where they're in a hotel, like oh a love motel, God. and they're going to do it, but then they don't do it. And he's like, she's so small. And he's so big. And I was just like, oh, my God. Okay. I watched all of it, though. You need to the, watch second the second season, season was better. <laughs> you need to, yeah. The second season is a lot better. I think the second season. Yeah, the second season was a better a lot job of better. focusing outside of the high school because, like, yes. I didn't have to set the scene a little, but it focuses more on individual characters. Um, which is another reason why I don't like my hero, Academia. Aside oh, from I never all the reasons, watched that. It's don't, don't waste your time. Have you guys watched it? Have you two watched it? Yeah, I love no, it. No, I've heard good things. About it. Oh, you, you liked it, yeah. Matt likes high school stuff. My Hero Academia, Darren. We literally watch it together. Oh, I thought we were still talking about B stars. I like My Hero Academia. I thought we were still talking about B stars. I got confused for a second there. I haven't seen B stars. I have seen My Hero Academia. Hmm. I don't know. You I, guys I just, probably like B stars. You, yeah, B stars is pretty good. It's on Netflix. I've heard, I've heard good things. I've heard good things. Yeah. I just haven't gotten around to watching it. It's a very quick watch. Like you can watch it in like a day. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and you can skip like most of the first season. Yeah. <laughs> when you start feeling a little uncomfortable, just skip ahead. Yeah, just skip. Because I was like, is this sexual tension? Oh but, my god. Yeah, a, a lot of anime. The, to close this off, a lot of anime in general, it's not good. Um, and the sooner that we get to that point, the better, because I, I'm tired of people being like, oh, this anime is so good. It's so awesome. It's the best anime ever. Oh, Goku could never shit like that. Like Juju Kaisen is a very Goku good anime right never. now. And Juju Which Kaisen, one? Juju Kaisen. Oh, okay. With Gojo, the, 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 the thirsty man of the, of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> people want him. Yeah. Um, Juju Kaisen's not good. Um, it has very compelling characters, but it's not a good story. Same with Demon Slayer. Well, I don't want Demon Slayer for other reasons, but I just wish that anime fans could admit that things aren't good without being mad. I, I agree. I agree. Like, and we should and be that able they to could let it. things go yes. after, like, like, once they jump the shark. Because I feel like Naruto and One Piece and Inuyasha, like, they could have, like, definitely sized that whole story down but mm-hmm. they just kept going one piece has like over 300 something episodes i don't even know Give it to it's God. Cr- it's a crazy amount and i'm just it's like, almost at the, it's like a thousand episodes and he said he's halfway done it's oh. this but it's the same thing it's the same thing they meet a new character that character has some trouble and they, they never get to where they want to get to and i'm just like this is the longest journey 
of my life. Yeah. Like when I watch, because I watched Naruto as an adult too. I watched Naruto last year. Um, and I was Naruto like, was really good when it first came out. I'm not going to lie. There were moments that I cried. The, the thing is that Naruto is not a bad anime. It's just so much fucking filler. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, and I also, stopped watching you know what? it. Naruto's it biggest issue is that they have too many characters. that, And he can't, he doesn't develop half of them. So it seems like they're just kind of there. And it, they don't really provide to like moving the story forward. Like Naruto has all this development. Sasuke has all this development. They should be kissing. Anyways, um, <laughs> but instead, everyone around them is like the same as like the first episode. So like, but... I guess that's what happens when you write a hundred characters into a series and then you forget about half of them. Yeah. 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 And you write them for thousands All right, D, of bring episodes. us home. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So that was Matt telling us to wrap things up. <laughs> All right, D, bring us home. I'm sorry. I ramble no. No, 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 no. Don't be sorry. No, Don't not at all. Don't be sorry. This is definitely not our longest episode, but. No, not by a long stretch. I really appreciate you taking the time, Danny, because I know you're super thank busy. You, so you just much. had a, a move. So Seriously. thank you so much for coming on and talking about your game and just giving us a point of view on what it's like behind the scenes. And just one more time, can you drop your socials and information about the game so our listeners know where to find you? Cool. All right. My name is Dana Launders. Uh, my pronouns are Daishi. Um, you can find me on Twitter, um, Danny Lalanders, D-A-N-I-L-A-L-O. N-D-E-R-S. I had to think about that. That is the same as my TikTok. <laughs> um, my TikTok account is also being a launders. You can follow me there for game dev stuff. I post about what I do for a living. Um, and then you can follow Validate at validategame.com, Validate Game on Twitter, anywhere, any social media for Validate Game. Um, I took all the usernames so no one else could. So, <laughs> um, yeah, stand Validate as always. And we will have all of her information down at the bottom as long with, mm-hmm. along with our information. And that's going to be it for us. So, Danny, can you tell our listeners bye-bye? Bye, y'all. Have a wonderful day. Get vaccinated. I don't give a fuck if you're anti-vax. Go get vaccinated. We need to yes. get the fuck mm-hmm. out of this go pandemic. Get, please yep. go get vaccinated. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Darren, anything else you'd like to say? No, that was a wonderful way to end it. That was great. <laughs> yep. All right. Matt? good all right so we'll catch you guys this wednesday with our new bonus stage episode and yeah i think that's it i think we're done mm -hmm. i think we're done here we're done matt end it cut it off pieces guys My wonderful quote. Can we start over? I was just not ready for that, even though we did the <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, I threw like you off. Stumbling. Yeah. Okay. That's okay. Let's do All it right. again. <laughs>